Well, we can turn back to our reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to look at the opening verses down to verse 9. We can read again at verse 3 though. Deuteronomy 6 at verse 3. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And so on. As we turn to the book of Deuteronomy, we find the children of Israel here preparing to go into the promised land, the land that is described here as flowing with milk and honey. They've been on a journey, they've been taken out of Egypt. Moses has led them, uh, bringing them through so many different trials and experiences, uh, from the the plagues that God sent down on Pharaoh, uh, to fleeing through the Red Sea and going through the wilderness. And then they're on the border of the promised land. And Moses, God is giving through Moses this great reminder to them of how they are to live as God's people and to be a community of God's people as they go into the promised land. And for ourselves this evening, I want us to look at this passage in light of the beginning of a new year. We're not here standing on the border of the promised land we stand on the threshold of a new year and we ask ourselves how are we going to go on into this new year how are we going to go on in this life and in this world amongst all the different distractions that there are around us because as you look at this passage and as you look at the whole setting of the children of Israel going into the promised land there's this great reminder that they're going to have much that's going to take their eyes away from God And you see there in verse 11, I think it is, it speaks about how they're going to go into a place where cities and houses full of all the good things, cisterns that they did not dig, vineyards and olive trees, all of these things. But he says, then take care lest you forget the Lord. It sounds such a simple thing. How could we possibly, how could they possibly forget the Lord? And yet as you read on, you find it happens so quickly. And as we go on in our own lives, as we go on in this year, how easy it would be for us to reflect on God tonight, but then so easily start to forget about the Lord and become distracted by the many good things that we see around us as they are in our own eyes. So what we are looking at this evening then is what kind of community we're going to be, what kind of people we are going to be, as we go on into this new year. Where we live and this place has a strong sense of community. We see it so often in different ways. It's something we hold dear and we see as so precious, belonging to a place and a people who we hold dear in our hearts. People we can share the good times with and people who we can call upon in our times of need. It's something so precious and something that we maybe take for granted so often. But what does it mean to live in a community? What does it mean to be part of community? And what does the word community mean to you? There are various ways of defining 
community. We look at definitions and they tell us a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Things like the scientific community, the Gaelic community, the music community. We speak about all these different kinds of communities and you can see how they exist together. People of like-minded ways of thinking. And these things can be good in their own place, but what you find with all kinds of communities is they can become quite exclusive. If you want to be part of a certain community, you have to have that interest yourself. So whatever kind of community it is, whether it's music or Gaelic, science, whatever it is, so often to be part of that community means to have an interest in that thing. But there's a kind of community that God is speaking to us about here that is different to that. It's a kind of community that brings all other communities together. All communities that are living alongside one another with all their differences, all their different interests, all their different outlooks, and yet they can live together as one community, bound together by the love of God and by the love of Christ. And that's the kind of community that God was telling his people to be here in the days of Moses as they were going on into the promised land. To be a people united through his commands, through his word, through his instructions, to live according to them and to go forward together in this way, trusting God that he would be with them and knowing that he would be in their midst to bless In some ways it is an exclusive community because we need to have God at the heart of it. We don't push God out of this community ever. But also it's an inclusive community. It's there for all, for everyone to come together, young, old, middle-aged, whatever our background, whatever other interests we might have in this life. It is a community of God's people and for all people. So Moses is giving instruction to the people here on the border of the promised land. And I want us to just look this evening at the instructions that he's giving and see how we apply that to ourselves as a community of God's people here today as we begin this year of 2023, going forward, looking to God and trusting in him. What sustains this community and what will sustain us as a community as a people of God well what we find here is the word is at the heart of it all the commandments of God the statutes and the rules as he says in verse 1 that the Lord God commanded me to teach you this is the foundation of the community this is the what upholds the community God's word and into this everything else is brought together it's good when you look on your the website of the church here or when you go online and you see that phrase that's so applicable to this community being a community that's known the Harris Tweed industry for so many years weaving the gospel into the fabric of the community and that's what we have here the threads that weave together to make the community a community that looks to God and knows his blessing. And so what kind of things do we see of this community? Well, there are three things. And the first is this. It's a listening community.
community. The second thing is, it's a loving community. And then thirdly, we want to see, it's a living community. Well, the first thing is, it's a listening community. And you see that throughout these words here. In verse 3, it says there, Hear, therefore, O Israel. And then in verse 4, it, it says the same words, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. This is where it begins, listening to God, being a listening community. And why is this so important? Well, it's so important because the land they're about to enter, it'll have many things that will distract them, many things grabbing for their attention, many things seeking to take their interest away from the Word of God and for the foundation of their community being God and His commands. There will be other things clamouring for their attention. Many gods, many different kinds of communities are going to hear and see so many different things. Just like ourselves as we begin a new year. We find ourselves with so many things clamouring for our attention. Screaming out at us to listen to this, to hear this. Because how often in our lives do we hear advice being offered to us? Every day we're advised about something. The things that we need to put in place for ourselves or for others. The things that we need to do in life. The things that we need to change in our life. Advice is never short. It comes our way thick and fast. It's a constant thing. But what are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Who are we making the priority of paying attention to what is right, what is good for us? We can become so stressed out about everything that we're hearing. And it can affect us in so many different ways. But God is saying, hear this. Hear this. Hear, O Israel, he says. Stop and listen to what I am saying to you. And as we begin a new year, that is so important for ourselves to do as well. To pause and to listen to what God has to say to us. God is telling us, as our Father in heaven, come. Come and listen to me. We sang these words in Psalm 34, verse 11. Come here, my children. Gather round and listen to my word. And I will help you understand how you may fear the Lord. That is what Moses is saying to the people here. Come here, my children. Gather round. Listen to my word. Such a key aspect for us as a community to be a listening community. To pay attention to what God is saying to us every day of our lives. So are you a good listener? Good listening is sometimes described as like tuning in to a radio station. It's not a problem we have so much now because everything's turned digital. It's easy to find the station straight away. But if you've got an older radio and you try and tune it in, you're turning the dial, trying to find the right station. And you often find 
that there's a few stations very close to each other, you're hearing different things coming through. And that's sometimes what it's like for us trying to tune in to God. We're trying to dial in to the right station to listen to what God is saying, but there's background interference, if you like. There's so many other things that are clamoring for our attention. It's like we're trying to listen to two or three stations at once. And what ends up is we're not hearing anything clearly at all. And so God is saying, look, come. Come here, my children. Gather round and listen to my word. So as we go forward, as the children of Israel were going forward, it was so important for them to pay attention to what the Lord was saying through his commands. And so for ourselves too, it's important for us to listen to what the Lord is saying. To listen and learn from his word. So much of these words we are to take with them because they take with us because they remind us that there is no other God compared to him. Even if you look at verse 4 there, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. We are not to have anything else that comes between us and him. So if we desire to be a community of God's people, then it is to be devoted first and foremost to him, to listening to his word, to obeying his commands. They were going to go into a land full of many gods and many distractions, but they were being reminded, God the Lord is the one who will keep you. And that's for ourselves as we go through into this new year. Keep our eyes on God. Listen to what he is saying. The second thing we see about this community is it's to be a loving community. As we go through these verses, we find that following the first part, to hear, the second part challenges us about what we hear. What are we going to do with what we hear? Where is our heart's desires directed? Where is our love shown? Well, verse 5 speaks to us about this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. If we come to see that God is one and there is no other, we see his commitment to us. That is what Moses was showing the people here, to remember God's commitment to them. As you read through this chapter, you see all that he has done for them. Verse 12, which we highlighted earlier, says, Take care lest you forget the Lord. But it says after that, Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He has done all this for you. Don't forget what he has done for you and love the Lord with all your heart. And when you think of that, how it applies to ourselves, it brings us forward into our own slavery and our own slavery in sin. And what God the Lord has done for us is to free us from that bondage of sin. And how has he done that? He has brought us out of that land of darkness. 
has brought us out of that place of slavery through his own Son, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are freed through him, through faith in him. And so, as Moses is reminding them of what the Lord has done for them here, so we are reminded too what God has done for us. Time and again as we gather round and hear what God the Lord's word says, we are reminded of what God has done for us through Christ Jesus, his son. But again, we so often forget. We so often become distracted by that and our love for him grows cold. We get taken over by other things that take our love away from God. But God is reminding us here, you shall love me with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. We owe it all to God. We live in an age where so many are seeking freedom in this life. We want to be able to be free to do what we want, to live as we please. And whatever we want is so often drowning out the voice of God, putting that voice away and not listening to what God the Lord is saying. But will it end well? No. Because as you look through God's word, it reminds us again and again that any time a people have turned away from God, it ends in disaster. You look through the Old Testament, you find it with the children of Israel, when they turned to their own ways, when they made their own idols, when they made the golden calf, it all ended in disaster. You look into the New Testament, you see a people who God gave over to their own ways of thinking, their own ways of love as they saw it. It ends in disaster. We're looking for freedom away from God. It doesn't exist. Because we are slaves to sin and never free. And so where is the way to freedom? Where is the way to find this way to live in this world? The life that is fulfilling, that so many seek. Well, it's spelt out for us here. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your might. And when you do this, it will go well with you. That's the promise that God gives. Not that everything's going to be fine and pain-free, but ultimately it'll go well with you. A man called Peter Forsyth once put it like this when he was thinking about people wanting to be free. He said, The first duty of every soul is not to find its freedom, but to find its master. So many want that freedom, but without the master. But it's not there. Our first duty is not to find freedom, but to find our master. To seek God and to trust him. God's grace is always to be the foundation of our commitment as God's people. Because we are to love him because he first loved us. So how 
are we to go forward as a people of God. We are to be a people, a loving community, showing this love for God in our own lives. But as Jesus expands on this commandment in the New Testament, he uses these words, but he adds to it. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul, with all your might, with all your heart. But he adds to it, he says, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. And again, there's a great reminder for us there too. That as a people of God, to be a loving community is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and to love our neighbour as ourselves. So as we go forward to be a loving community, what we see here is what God is saying is, you're a people who do. So what do you do with what you hear? Well, again, you notice the word appears again and again throughout these verses. It says, do as I command. Do as I am telling you. Do as I am saying unto you. Do, do, do. So it's not just to be thinking that we know the scriptures well. It's not just to be thinking that we have a, a great interest in the word of God, which is all good. But it's to be a people who show the love of God, not just by knowing these things, but putting it into practice. You see it here that God is saying to the, the children of Israel, you are to do these things, you are to do as I command. You shall... In verse 6, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk with of them when you sit in your house. It's all these things that you are to do. And to be a loving community means to do as the Lord is commanding us. These are not commandments that you simply listen to and that you lay up just in your heart you live out on a daily basis. So a loving community of God's people shows forth this love to others. It desires this love to others. And going into this year, we know we are living in challenging days. We know that we are living in days when the word of God is trampled under when we are seeing more and more attacks on the word of God, subtly, but then more powerfully, each month and year that goes past, we're seeing attacks on the way that we live in this world. We're seeing laws being passed that goes against the word of God. And so how important it is that as God's people, we show the love of God, that we stand up for him, that's what Moses was telling the people here. He's saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. He's asking them to stand up in the midst of the people that they were going to be among, who had their own gods, who had their own ways of living, but that they were to stand up and to stand out, showing the love of God. And so are we. That is what we are to be as well. A people who are a loving community. Martin Luther once said, A religion that gives nothing, costs nothing, and suffers nothing 
is worth nothing. But how much are we willing to bear for the cause of Christ? Are we willing to give? Are we, living, are we willing to bear the cost? Are we willing to suffer? If we're not, then we're worth nothing. But we are to stand up for God. God who has loved us and gave his own son for us. We are to love him with all our hearts. Are we committed to God in loving him in this way? Let us be a loving community. Loving the Lord with all our heart. The final thing we see here is that we are to be a living community. A people who have a living faith and show a living faith. What are we going to do with what we have heard? Will we live it out in our lives on a daily basis? Surely it is to put these things in practice. Not just on a Sunday, but 24-7. To live according to his word. God wants us to be a living community of his people. A people who show that there is life and love in Christ. And what kind of ways can we show that for ourselves? Well, if we want to know the blessing of God over us, as families and as communities, how is it going to be so? Well, we see here as you read on, the Lord, he gives us commands that you are to follow, that every one of us is to follow. There are imperatives here of what we are to practice. When you look at verse 6 to verse 9, there you see instructions being given. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. In other words, you are to receive them. You will teach them diligently to your children. You pass on instruction. You see too, he says, you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. How often do we spend time sitting together talking about the things of God? Instead we will talk about everything else but. So we are to talk about the things of God. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. All of these instructions. It's almost like wherever you go, whatever you are doing, you are to have the word of God with you. You are to be speaking of it among yourselves and with others. You are a people who know God, who love God, and we show that by putting it in practice. And every one of us has a part to play. Everyone who knows the Lord as their God and as their Saviour, you have your part to play. And sometimes it's just the simple little things that can make all the difference. A word spoken, something shared. Christianity, we often think, is all about theology, a depth of theology that we know all about God's word. And that's so important. But there's always a practical side to it as well. Putting 
the word of God into practice. And that's what you see with Christ Jesus so often. When you see him meeting with the woman at the well. When you see him with blind Bartimaeus. When you see him with someone who was a ruler whose daughter had died. When you see him with the woman with the issue of blood. When you see him looking at the great crowds who had gathered round and were hungry and he had compassion on them. You see it again and again. He showed us what faith, what love looks like when he helped, when he touched, when he spoke, when he listened. He did all of these things. And that is the kind of things that we are to do as well. You know, what's interesting is uh, when I hear about Shabbos or see Shabbos on, online sometimes, there's one thing that so often gets commented on, and it's a simple little thing. And it's just down the road here at the post office where the letterbox is. And you see something put on it. At Easter time, it was a knitted Easter picture. And remember, instead, it was the poppy. Not sure there's a Christmas one on just now or not. I didn't see, but how often it gets commented on online. Passing through Shawbust, I saw this today. It's just a simple little thing. Obviously, a lot of work has gone into it, a lot of thoughts gone into it, but it gets people talking. But it so often makes me think is there nothing else in Shawbust that they would see? Surely there's more to see in Shawbust than that. And there is. I know there is. But sometimes it's about putting these little things into practice. To be a people who show the love of Christ in little ways that gets people talking. To be a person who goes and knocks on the door next door and asks, are things okay? Is there anything I can do to help? To come alongside people in their time of grief. To come and help people who are lonely to come and see new people who have come in. The little things that'll get people talking, that'll show that this is a loving and a living community that loves God and wants others to know the power of this love. So as you go forward, as we go forward into this year ahead, as we seek to be a community for God's people, weaving the gospel into the fa in the fabric of community life. All the threads are there. And weave them together prayerfully, seeking to be a people for God, living for him, loving him, and above all, listening to the word of God and what he is saying to us. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Let us listen to what the Lord is saying. But let us be a people who put it into practice. We are people who, who worship God as families. A people who worship God together in this place. A people who fellowship together here and in our own homes. And a people who have mission in our heart as well. To reach out, to show others the love of God by being a community of God's people, 
sharing the love that he has shown for us, that others would taste and see the goodness of God. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that your word is always so constant. It's unchanging and unchangeable. We thank you, Lord, that there is always teaching there for us. No matter how often we've heard it, no matter how often we hear it, there is always something new for us. And we thank you that you are a God who asks us to hear and to listen to what you are saying and to love you with all our hearts and to live for you with all that we are. And we pray that you will teach us more and more to be a people who do so. Guide us, O Lord, as we pray into this year. Guide us in the things that we should do, the things that we should say, but also the things that we shouldn't. We pray, Lord, for your wisdom and for your guidance at all times. So may you bless us and keep us as we ask all things with forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name.